It's time to start the podcast. It's time to hit the mics. It's time to start the podcast with Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs. I always wondered what those guys make on Broadway. I never liked Broadway shows that much. Have you been to one lately? I went to like one opera and I, I hated it. I can't pretend that I'm in a different place when there's a bunch of people just like on a stage. Like I'm not transported. I never buy it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And uh, you're from Nebraska, so. We didn't have any figure. theater there. We had the Fox Theater. It had two screens. It was a dollar and 25 cents to get in. Popcorn was a nickel. Don't date yourself. I'm not date myself for Christ's sakes. It was 14 bucks to get in, and they only had Perrier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Bert Kreischer is going to be coming to town. Stand-up comedy, very funny guy. Never wears his shirt. He's just kind of out there. And then I find out today now Jim Gaffigan's coming. Uh, Jim Jeffries is coming. I'm gonna go to Jim Jeffries, my friend. I'm excited. And Tiffany Norton's coming. And Tiffany yeah. Norton's coming. Yes. I never left. <laughs> I never left. Yeah. And see, this is the thing now. And I'm glad that the comedy world, you know, can react a little bit quicker than a band where they have to have trucks and stuff to move all the equipment. I mean, it's not as easy to reschedule a rock and roll show as it is, you know, doing three people on stage in a couple hours. So mm -hmm. that's going to work out great. I'm, so I, comedy is leading the way. One of the big, biggest Burt Kreischer fans is going to be joining us here on the podcast later today. And that is my daughter, Maggie Jane. We need to go down to Florida. We need to do a road trip, a Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs bus where we stop along the way of all the people that are joining in on the bandwagon right here on the Tom Bernard Network. They're listening every Friday. Uh, they want to join us on our way to Florida. We're going to go down there. We're going to raise some hell. I was going to say, though, we'll make great time on that trip because there's not that many people watching this podcast that we're going to have to stop and chat <laughs> or listening to this podcast, I should say. They're not yeah. watching it. If they're watching it, they're not seeing much. Yeah, if they're watching it, they're on acid. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the way, that's the best way to enjoy this podcast, actually. That's right. You know, uh, they are trying to get hallucinogenics legalized in so many different states right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, they're saying psilocybin for PTSD. Small doses, micro dosing is one of the yep. key things that people are finding that that kind of stuff helps with depression, all kinds of stuff. Micro dosing, not taking an eighth of mushrooms and tripping your balls off. Where do you find if, the mushrooms? If you want to. <laughs> <laughs> did PJ just ask, where do we get the mushrooms? Yeah, exactly. We are going to get this Moon P Jug at a Hobbs bus. And we're all going to microdose on our way down to Florida. <laughs> I'll drive. I have hand controls. I don't want you to drive while you're microdosing. <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't drive when I'm microdosing. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. How are we going to all microdose on the ride? Well, have Maggie Jean drive us. That won't traumatize her at all. Well, and here's the thing that's weird. I tried mushrooms one time. I'll never forget it. I was laying in bed in my mom and dad's house. And all of a sudden, the entire wall became a window. The ah. whole wall, right? Okay. And I'm looking outside and I'm thinking, God, it's a big world out there. <laughs> oh, uh, so back to concerts. Uh, Foo Fighters announcing more shows. None of them close to here. Completely bummed. Boo. I, I want to see Foo Fighters, but this time in good seats. Like I will pay 
because it'll be probably one of the last times they tour. I mean, this is their 26th year, so they're not going to do it forever. I would pay big money to have decent seats. What's the most you've ever paid for a ticket? I paid $500 per ticket for Super Bowl tickets. Oh, well, that's actually not bad for Super yeah. Bowl. And that was pretty good. That's really cheap. That's, yeah, yep. that's not bad. From a guy and, that's been to two of them, that was like my food tab at the Super Bowl. The, the Super Bowl in Minneapolis, when it was here in 2018, cheapest tickets you could find were at least $1,400 minimum. Just to get in the last row, upper deck, $1,400 minimum. So $500 to go to a Super Bowl moon, that's a hell of a deal. It was a pretty good deal. That was the Janet Jackson Super Bowl. Ooh, a little snip slip. Huh? That was definitely worth $500. Yep. And the thing that was cool about it, of course, I moved to Minneapolis from Houston and this Super Bowl was in Houston. So I knew all my way around town. I didn't even get a hotel. I stayed with family and friends. I knew people at the most expensive hotel in town or one of the top that a lot of people stay at that have a lot of money. And it's called the Houstonian. I called the hotel and they said, we don't have any rooms, Moon. And I go, well, I figured that. I said, I just want to know who's staying. Is it worth my time driving over there? And she goes, well, I can't disclose our guest list. You know, that kind of uh, takes some of the luster off being a fancy hotel. And I said, how about if I just come hang out in the bar? She goes, probably be a good idea. First guy I run into, Derek Jeter. What's he like in person? He was very, very nice. As a matter of fact, we'd sat down and we were buying these people beers. They were just hanging with these guys. Second person I saw, Howie Long. I've always wanted him to circle me on he the, you know, on the screen, you know, during the games, I've always wanted to like be in the stands and get circled by Howie Long. That's Bert Blylevin. Bert Blylevin. <laughs> Didn't Howie Long used to do that because I remember someone holding up a sign. She's microdosing. I'm not microdosing. <laughs> Why would I know Bert Blylevin? I know he was a baseball player. I don't watch baseball. I'm talking about when people used to hold up signs. In the, st- in the stands that say, I want Howie Long to circle me. Circle me, Bert, was the sign. <laughs> was it circle me, Bert? Why did why did Bert Blylevin steal Howie Long's bit? <laughs> I know about. Oh, God. Okay, so then I ran into George Steinbrenner. Mm. Uh, I mean, it was like this who's who uh, of people, and they were all just in the bar drinking. So, I mean, it was very, very fun. Uh, and then when we actually went to the game, because it was in Texas, they had a lot of Texas bands. So Willie Nelson played, ZZ Top played, George Strait played, Lyle Lovett. I mean, you know, it was just a bunch of people. We get our seats for $500 right behind the goalposts, about 30 rows up. So if you had an extra point or a field goal, I would have actually caught the ball. That's exactly where we were. Okay. okay so you get a visual of that. So when halftime begins, uh, you know, they've got Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake and they're doing their thing. All of a sudden, there was this awkward feeling in a Super Bowl of 75,000 people. And it was just weird. And we're thinking, well, we in the end zone had no idea what happened. We couldn't see that. And then halftime ends and all of the referees come out to the center of the field for the second half between uh, Carolina and New England and Tom Brady. Referees come out onto the field. One of them is a streaker. He has Velcroed referees clothing. <laughs> he peels it off. Why, why is this the dirtiest Super Bowl? <laughs> I didn't know that. Google Houston Super Bowl streaker. 
the guy had a dot com on his ass, right? <laughs> and, and he was about six four. His legs were like as long as a car, and he's running. He's not in great physical condition. But neither were the security guards at Reliant Energy Stadium. They couldn't catch him. So he's just running around. And and everybody that's watching the game isn't seeing any of that. They saw the nip slip, but the good stuff was after that. But they were showing the streaker on the big screen in the stadium. And everybody was cheering for him to get away from security. Right? Finally, one of the Patriots decked him. Right? And that's oh, there's such buzz kills. <laughs> they just ruin all the good time. Come on. Oh my god. Houston Super Bowl streaker. I was there live. It was fantastic. Moon P. Jug and Hobbs and uh producer G in the other room just watched the Houston Super Bowl streaker. It's actually right, like you said, right as kickoff was going on, they're kind of focusing on all the players, and now they're showing the players' eyes as they watch this guy run around. And like you said, there he is, he's at center field. And then he was just tackled by one of the linebackers <laughs> for New England. He just shoulder dropped him. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I told you I got a picture with Howie Long there. And I'm not going to blow my own horn here, but it gives me a natural segue into something else. You know, we were talking about this Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame. And and uh, producer G and I are having to put together some, you know, audio sound bites and some pictures and things. And we're going to include that picture with Howie Long. Uh, but then I started going through some of these pictures and uh, you guys will be included in this. I don't even know what they're using it for, but I found pictures of Harmon Killebrew uh, and we were, you know, doing events with him, Stacy and I. Uh, and so I treasure that one. There's one of me and Amy Klobuchar. You're in that one, Tiffany or Bam or, or uh, Hobbs. <laughs> Who else was in there? Billy Joel was in there. Oh, yeah. Leah Thompson, did you ever watch Caroline in the City? She's from Back to the Future. And Mm -hmm. didn't she live in Minnesota? I think she's She's, from Minnesota. She's from Minnesota, yep. I don't trust people with dimples that deep. I feel like they're secrets. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same reason why I don't like Jennifer Gardner. I'm like, when they broke up, when her and Ben broke up, and they're like, oh, it's because he's an alcoholic. I'm like, no, it's because you are a liar, and you have secrets in those dimples, and I know it. You know, it's really weird, and uh, people listening to the podcast you know, don't know this, but we've been struggling technically for a couple of days trying to put even this together. And we apologize for this, but we have to look at each other on screen. Uh, so because we're all in different parts of the Twin Cities and my face is completely blurry and I'm thinking, what the hell? Uh, I'm going to have to clean my, uh, you know, my camera lens. And I go and when, you know, there's a magnetic strip on it. Because oh. it's a new computer. You didn't take the piece of tape off. Again. I didn't take the piece of tape off. And so now I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to leave it like that. So okay. every time I see somebody online on camera, they're going to wonder what the hell's wrong with them. Why does he look like Ann, Ann Wilson from a heart video in the 80s? You're all like blurry. But you look thin. You look really good. I went to a heart concert. That was an amazing band. Mm-hmm. Do they sure. still perform at all? Oh God, yeah! I just saw them. I just took my kid to see them probably a year before the pandemic at XL. Those broads still wail. Ann Wilson is one of my favorite singers of all time. I love that woman. Anheuser Busch giving away free booze if you get a vaccine. Free booze or booze? Yeah. Booze. They're going to give you a beer 
if you get your vaccine, you sign up, you, you take a picture and you prove you're getting it and they give you a beer. I like that. Now, isn't it weird how a lot of us could not wait for the moment that we could get two shots out of the way so we could go back to living our lives. And there's other people that want free fishing licenses and other crap uh, like they're offering here in the state. And then several states did a lottery uh, where they had like a million dollars. Yeah. You could win just if you uh, would go get your vaccination. I think that's crazy. Scholars, no, but there was also in that situation too, where there were scholarships involved for college yep. kids. That was a really good thing. And all that money, by the way, like I think it was in Ohio, I believe, uh, was money that was designated for the lottery already. So that if it was already designated for the lottery, it's not like they pulled money out of like some tax fund or some other right. thing. It was money that was going to be given away for fun anyways. So let's make a, an incentive to get people vaccinated. Right. Um, and, and like even the twins did one day where you could come down and get vaccinated. You got a free ticket, the white Sox and Atlanta Braves, I think did something where if you got vaccinated at the stadium, you got a $25 voucher for food. So Whatever it takes to get people vaccinated, I'm for it. I don't care that I didn't have to get anything free. I wasn't, I was sold on the idea right away. I was like checking and trying to get it, you know, ASAP, but I get there's a lot of hesitancy. And so some people just need to be, you know, incented in other ways. I'm cool with it. I guess if you could get anything you wanted. Gushers. You, if you could get a, a gift certificate for Gushers candies. Do you know, you guys, I had my first sugar in six weeks last night. You did. You've been doing good on your lifestyle change. Good for you, Mooner. Six weeks, and she'll vouch for me, P-Jug. She's the one that actually, uh, you know, pushed me off the ledge because I, I said to her last night, after we had lean meat and vegetables, you know what sounds damn good right now? A big bag of peanut m and And she's like, well, I don't have any peanut m ms but I got something else. I don't know if you guys remember when I would order candy from Amazon, I didn't get the two pack, man. I got a pallet at a time, <laughs> right? <laughs> Whatever it was. And I would get these ginormous, humongous quantities of nerds ropes. Oh gosh. Yes. The nerds ropes. So last night she whips out two nerds ropes and I felt like I was in the garden of Eden. Am I going to take a bite out of that apple or not? Because once that sugar machine starts rolling down the tracks, yep. watch out, baby. And those things are messy. All She's been pieces. finding them everywhere. Yeah. Are you down on the carpet, like licking the, the, the pieces <laughs> that rolled off? The like residue? Yeah, just trying to just, yeah, you know. The residue. Just, if I could get up off the floor, if I got <laughs> down on the floor, I probably would have. But something better happened last night. I was wearing a blanket during the said excursion into sugar town as the nerds rope fell apart one by one they would catch in the blanket then it was almost like a little easter egg hunt oh trying to oh, you're on your <laughs> i am picking oh, through that that uh that blanket like a dog would you know a dog would sniff it out yeah, there's a little dog hair in it there's the dog now. There's the dog now. Who let the dogs out? That's my dog's apologies. Oh, that's your dog's. Uh, dogs. On KS95, it's Moon and Stacy. <laughs> oh, crap. Those days are over. Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs. Hey, uh, we were just talking about dogs. And Hobbs sent me this video the other day that was about the craziest 
thing I think I've ever seen on how far a human would go to protect their pet. Yeah, there was this California teen who noticed in her backyard, her dog started freaking out, didn't know what was going on, looks out the back window, and there is a bear, a brown bear, walking across the top of the wall in their backyard. Now, this isn't like a fence. It's a wall with like cinder bricks, right? And it's probably six, seven feet in the air. So the bear's walking across the wall. The three dogs that are in the backyard see the bear, freak out. They're trying to protect the family. So they run and charge at the bear. The bear's swiping at the dog, hitting the one dog. And this little teenage girl sees what's happening. She's 17. She runs right out there and she just pushes the bear on its sides, just right over the wall. Oh, it was huge. I mean, it was like a, a defensive tackle. Oh, my God. I mean, and she's 17. She's just like, bam. And she like, she, you know, how like when people go cow tipping, she went bear tipping. She bear tipped this bear off the wall into the neighbor's yard, which really probably if the neighbors have dogs, that's a problem. But she saved her dogs and then quickly got all the dogs in the house. Uh, the one dog was injured, but it's going to be OK. Um, and it was all caught on the uh, doorbells or whatever you call it, the, the little video Rings. cameras for surveillance and that. So there was also I was trying to say that there was a did you guys hear about the bear in Chaska that was spotted running around? Oh, oh, we got one up here at our Target at 185th, too. We have a bear There's a bear Target? that works at Target? What does he need from there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully deodorant. <laughs> no, but this bear was spotted running around Chaska the last couple days. It's pretty big, too. Bear talk with Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs. <laughs> Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs. Yep, we just wrapped up another great television uh, series. Mm -hmm. It's called... Mayor of East Town. I just finished too. Like Wait, today. I've never heard of this. What is this? It's really, really good. It's yeah. about a female cop played by Kate Winslet, mm. and she is brilliant. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's a detective in a small town where she's pretty much related to everybody. And some crazy crime goes on. Now, uh, P. Jug, you're a big uh, fan of cop shows. I am. I used to watch them all the time growing up. My favorite one. Ooh, I would probably say Law and Order or just classic Criminal Minds. But if you want to go the funny route, Brooklyn Nine-Nine all the way. That's <laughs> a good show. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, it's amazing. Andy Samberg. I've, I've only seen the first season, but it's really good. It gets so much better. Oh, does it? Okay. I'm, yeah, I think so. Well, and see for us, I mean, Mayor of Easttown. Uh, was a reason to get HBO Max. Ooh, I love HBO Max. It has so many good things on it. Well, they had the Friends reunion the other night. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. And I can safely say that I was very pleased with the way they uh, did the whole thing. I mean, James Corden did a nice job. Oh. It was terrible. Oh, come and on. I, and I'm the biggest Friends fan in the world. Did you ever at one point in time hear anybody in Friends talk for more than like a minute and a half? No, uh -uh. no, it was all parted together, pieced together. About 45 minutes of it was filler of just other people like David Beckham telling me why he likes friends. I could give two shits, excuse me, two, <laughs> I could give two blanks about what David Beckham thinks about friends. I want to hear what Chandler, Monica, Ross, and Rachel and Phoebe have to feel about them coming together and about what their past was. I want to hear the secrets, I want to hear the stories. 
It was a production. It was a joke. It was a way to get people to subscribe to HBO Max because Warner Brothers owns Friends and Warner Brothers owns HBO Max. And it was a money grab for HBO. It was not good. I'm sorry. I'm done. I will leave you guys. Yeah, well, they all made about $2 million off that. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Two and a half million dollars off of it. Great. They only made $500,000 total in the first season, entire season of Friends, but they made $2 million and they filmed it over three days, you guys, a weekend. $2 million in three days. It's, and it's ill-timed that Matthew Perry's um, engagement just ended to uh, like a 28-year-old girl or something. This is what I think Friends is like. Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox did well. And everybody else is like, when you win the lottery, all your other friends are like, help me. Come on, you can give me a couple bucks. Jennifer Aniston was in one of my favorite movies called We're the Millers. <laughs> well, that was a good movie. That was That's a good that movie. movie so good. I'm sorry I got heated about Friends. My apologies. That's okay. <laughs> I've been waiting 17 years for this, and I was completely let down. The first 40 minutes was okay. The rest of it, I could have taken a nap. Another thing I thought we could debate for a couple of seconds, uh, since the uh, NHL playoffs are on right now, and I've had many a discussion with people, Okay, which professional sport is best? A lot of my friends think that hockey players actually expend more energy and do more physical labor during a game than any other sport. For example, in football, there's huddles, Mm -hmm. timeouts, there's halftime, all that other stuff. And I mean, they have breaks between NHL periods too. But I mean, baseball, I've fallen asleep at games a hundred times the other day the twins played a team that was so bad they'd lost like 12 in a row until they played the twins and then they finally got a win (laughs) (laughs) if that that doesn't just sum up minnesota sports (laughs) (laughs) right uh you've got golf now professional golfers don't use that much energy but the skill if you've ever played the game of golf and you can see somebody hit a ball 315 yards and put it two feet from the cup, like three out of five shots in a row. Who does that? Yeah. Those guys yeah, are but, but at the end of, but the, at the end of 18, you're not bleeding. You don't have any wounds. <laughs> you don't have knocked out teeth. Right. Exactly. What, isn't it rugby? That is like oh, a game yeah. that can go on for like a day. It's brutal. Some of, like that in soccer where like, it won't like a lot of times you'll have to just keep playing, 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 playing. Like soccer to me would be the worst. It's just running all the time forever. And then somebody asked me that wasn't a hockey fan. They said, well, how would you compare it to a football game? I said, well, imagine that the NHL uh, game started and the NFL game started. They do the kickoff in football, but there's no timeouts. There's no huddles. There's no, they just beat on each other for the next, what, 20 minutes in a row. Watch MMA. That's what that is. They just, uh, they're boxing. They just have to stand there and hit each other. I could never watch MMA. I just think it's so brutal. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was hoping it was almost fake. It's so real and it's just awful. Mm-hmm. There's something I used to really have a crush on in high school on a lot of the guys on the wrestling team. So there's a little bit of that. Like, I don't know what it is about two men grappling that doesn't upset me. And I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit it. Moon, P-Jug and Hobbs. Producer G, where did he go? I think he left. Well, he had to take care of some business. You know, he sells uh, collectible jerseys and things from different sporting, you know, from sports. Yeah, he's a sports sporting aficionado as far as that. Yeah, the merchandise and that. Yeah, he loves doing that stuff. There's been uh, many people that have 
made a lot of money on a single baseball card, Mickey Mantles or whatever they were. I mean, you know, those things were a million bucks. And, and kids nowadays, they don't save cards, playing cards that came with a piece of gum. Yeah. And a whole bunch of kids are making a ton of money off like first generation Pokemon cards. Like they're making tons of money off those. And, you know, you probably thought at some point just to throw them away. You know, Rich, who used to be the, who was the engineer where we used to work. You remember Rich? I won't drop his last name. Oh, yeah. He once told me that there was, he had an original thing of like one of the decks that was like Magic the Gathering. And he lent it to a friend years ago. And what that ended up being worth, the guy, and he never asked for it back. The guy sold it and was able to buy himself a Corvette. Jeez. Yep. yep. So those are worth a ton. Like the original, you know, Dungeons and Dragon things. And yeah. Mm, I bet. We used to have model cars. We glue, we glue them together. <laughs> right. They came with all these little pieces, you know, and we'd sniff the glue. I think that's sure. right. <laughs> and that's where it started. Offered my way through my childhood. <laughs> when are you out doing stand up again? I will be at, oh gosh, let me pull this up. I will be at Terminal Bar headlining in Minneapolis uh, June 18th. Okay. And uh, that's a fun bar. That's your kind of bar. It's right in downtown. It's really fun energy. It's kind of like a dive bar. It's got a cool back patio where it's cool to smoke. So you could roll up with your cigar. Come check out some comedy. It's easily accessible. Yeah, we should do that. I mean, I want to start going to some shows again. Yeah, you should. It's Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs. Uh, had a lot of fun, and we've covered just about everything except one thing, and I cannot leave the podcast without having this explained to me. Uh, Hobbs, uh, tell P-Jug, and let's get her input. So this is this is an article that's been out for a while, but I just heard about it recently. But apparently there's a survey that says that men walk slower when they're in love with someone, and that's a way for you to be able to tell. Basically, if men are truly in love with someone, what they will do is they will walk seven to nine percent slower than they normally do so that they can keep more in step with how quickly you're walking. And so if you notice if you're walking with your fella or, or a partner or whoever, significant other, and you're holding hands and they're walking at that same pace with you. That's because they don't want you to feel rushed. They want you to feel secure and they're in love with you. But if they're you're walking and holding hands and he's like dragging you, might not be the guy. Wow. I guess we must be in love because I think I'm doing it the right way. Yeah, because we go at the same thing as long as my wheelchair is in low gear. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Were you a fast walker? You probably you don't strike me though as a a guy who's like a a fast walker to begin with, because you're kind of laid back. Yeah, she always thinks she always calls me a redneck behind my back and to my face. Right. (laughs) (laughs) and here's the thing okay is there a little bit of bubba there i'm not saying there's not right bubba is home it's time to end the podcast it's time to shut off the mics it's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes you need to share this podcast with friends in cars or bikes it's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes Why do you always listen? I guess we'll never know. A fat guy in a wheelchair. What the f*** does he know? It's time to end the podcast. It's time to get some likes. 
Go to your computer, type it in, and you're going to win. We are out of lyrics in Boopie Jug and Hobbs. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Let's put this show out of its misery. Ha, 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 ha.